0: Hello and welcome to a... Bonus episode of News to Reviews. Normally, your place to be for gaming news stories and your place to be for impressions, but not this week. That's right. As I said, we have a bonus episode coming at you. But before we get into the details of what that is, even though you're going to know what it is by looking at the title of the fucking podcast. But we'll explain more in a second. Right now, I want to explain... The wonderful peeps I have joining me for this bonus episode. First off, we have Anthony from What Do You Think About This? Thanks for being here, brother.
1: Yes, it's me. I'm back in action. It's your it's your guy, your boy, <laughs> your friend from another mother. I don't know. <laughs>
0: but i'm back ladies and gentlemen (laughs) oh yes and once again regular returning guest and co-host aaron thanks for being here my friend
2: Love being back. You've brought the controversial man back. I love it. Let's spice it up. I'll spice it up. <laughs>
0: How will you surprise us this episode? You're just going to agree with everything that this game company has done. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that'd
2: make me the uh, biggest piece of
0: shit in the world if Not I did to say. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh dearie, mate. Yeah, as as I alluded to just then, this is Part of what I'm I'm hoping is going to be a series of bonus episodes that we'll be doing as we need to, you know, have breaks here or there, or maybe we'll record one and release it just on top of the normal stuff. But this one's going to be one of the bonus episodes, keeping you company over the Christmas break. I haven't figured (laughs) out exactly when this one's releasing, so it's probably going to be in the new year, I dare say, so I hope 2024... Is going well for y'all, but we're we're recording this on December third, so <laughs> quite a while ago, about around a month ago. And if uh, Anthony and I sound a little bit tired, that's because we just recorded a normal episode of News to Reviews just mm. like an hour before this. <laughs> we're jumping into <laughs> this one, but this bonus episode is yeah, hopefully going to be part of a series of the worst video game companies and. Initially, when we were pitching this idea, we were going to each pick a game company and then each do our own game company in the same episode. And I decided to pick a company called Activision Blizzard. And any people who've been listening to the show for a while will know that I definitely do not like Activision Blizzard and they're my least favourite game company for sure. And uh, as we're all researching the... The episode, I messaged you guys and said, hey, I think we might need to just do their own episodes for each Mm. of these companies, because holy shit, I have so much information on Activision Blizzard. Oh, it is going to be (laughs) a big one, that is for sure. Uh, Now, before we get stuck into it, Anthony, you have a fantastic podcast. Where can people find it? People can find the podcast
1: I do with my friend Jaden, What Do You Think About This?, over wherever good podcasts are sold, your Spotify, your Amazon, your Apple. Uh, You can also hit us up on the Twitters at WDYTATpod, if you've got any questions, or if you want us to be on, uh, oh sorry, if you want to be on our show, or if you want us to be on your show, hit us up, we're always there for a good time.
0: Oh, yes. And it is a good time. I've been on there a bunch and it's always a blast. I very much recommend that. Go check out all of Anthony's links in the description of the podcast down below. But lads, without any further ado, should we get into this bonus episode? Let's go, go, go. go. Let's fucking go. So, yes, this is our first in the series of worst video game companies. And we're starting off with a banger. That's right. Active Vision Blizzard. Oh, man. Researching for this. There was just a lot of, oh, shit. I forgot they did that. What the actual (laughs) fuck? And I decided to do this one uh, with a, a linear timeline. So, I've arranged all of these different stories as they've as they've happened and I've only gone back about 11 years that seems to be when most of the dodgy Activision Blizzard stories started popping up though you'll find out we find out a lot of things that were happening in the 2000s as well too we just mm. didn't find out about them until far far later so to start this off and we're going to kick this off with a banger of a story not a lot of people know this and even I didn't find out about it and I didn't find out about it till six years or so after it actually happened. But Activision Blizzard hired war criminal not convicted war criminals, sorry. This is in in my opinion. Oh actually before I start this, I should mention All of this is based on reporting from other people, okay? So, this is all based on articles that I've got from around the internet or from reputable journalists who know a lot more about what they're doing than what I do. Everything I say and everything we say is just our opinion on what these (laughs) journalists have been reporting. And I should also mention that later on in in the episode, we do get into some pretty heavy stuff. Um, And there's going to be a big trigger warning for people out there who uh, may have have trouble hearing about things such as sexual harassment and even things such as suicide. So, you've, you've been warned for that one as we get there later on. I might do another quick warning before we get into it as well too. Back to this first story. Yeah, Activision Blizzard hired Oliver North who <laughs> people don't know Oliver North is infamous for his involvement in the Iran-Contra affair which was a scandal which embroiled the Reagan government during the 80s where North was accused of selling weapons to Iran illegally and then using those funds from there to <laughs> from, from the deals where alleged to have been awarded to a violent South American rebels called the Contras who were attempting a coup against a legitimate social, socialist government in Nicaragua. Uh, now, <laughs> they hired him in 2012 and it was apparently to consult on Call of Duty Black Ops. So the the, 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 the Contras mm. were incredibly violent and killed a whole bunch of innocent people. And yes, they were arming them there just because they didn't like that there was a more socialist government involved. And this also tied in with how the CIA was also dealing cocaine around that time as well too that all got mixed in because the contras were dealing cocaine it was a whole big mess of a thing and oliver north was found to have been like shredding documents in relation to all of this stuff and activision blizzard defended its decision to hire him as a military consultant for black ops 2 arguing that he helped to make the game more authentic <laughs> oh, wow. This all comes Oof. out of gamesindustry.biz, this story. Aaron, kick us off here. Activision Blizzard hiring uh, pretty much a straight-up war criminal. <laughs> like, I think I think this is going to be a reoccurring theme
2: throughout this podcast, but it is so hard to believe. Like, uh, you know, I, I trust <laughs> that, you're, you know, the research is true, Zach, and I, I trust this, this all happened, but... That is mental. Like, it's just absolutely next-level insane. Like, don't get me wrong, Black Ops 2 is my favourite Call of Duty game. Like, it is an incredible game, and the campaign's excellent. <laughs> but I'm not endorsing this. This is just stupidity to hire a war criminal to, to be your advisor. Like, out of all the reputable military personnel that you could have on board to help, if you needed that, like, for inspiration or whatnot, you chose that guy? Like, I, I'm i lost
0: for words on that. <laughs> I think maybe they were banking on a lot of people not knowing about the Iran Contra controversy because it did happen in the '80s. I, I, I found Mm. out about the Iran Contra affair through American Dad. I was, I was gonna say all I could think of is the song, Oh Lee North, (laughs) Oh Lee North. There's like a whole episode around getting Oliver North's gold because he buried a bunch of the. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gold that he got from selling weapons to the Contras. It was a, yeah. a crazy episode, but it was all... I, I looked it up afterwards, and yeah, it's all fucking true. Like, he had to... Uh, it was questioned in front of Congress and all this sort of stuff. It was absolutely wild. Uh, Anthony, <laughs> what do you think of their decision to hire this guy for Black Ops 2?
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah, just following off of yeah, what Aaron said and what you've said, it's, it's, like, it's insane. It's just... Like... I- I don't even say I can get their logic, because it's just, oh, we wanted a more realistic campaign, so we hired a war criminal. It's like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold on. (laughs) You had me in the first half, and now I'm a bit confused. Funnily enough,
0: (laughs) as wild as this decision was, and as awful and immoral as as a decision as it was... Apparently it worked because Aaron said it was his favorite yeah. <laughs> <He> Call <laughs> yeah. Did it feel authentic Ugh. to you, Aaron? Oh, no, like
2: <laughs> no. Obviously, I have no connection with anything that this guy is talking about or, or contributed to or anything like that of whatsoever. Course. But uh, you know, I am I am surprised <laughs> yeah. that you know they still made an incredible game. You know, even though they were doing stupid shit like you know consulting with this guy, but I don't know. Like it's still it just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, considering how how well the advice paid off, maybe they should have got Oliver North to consult on the next game <laughs> that they released a few years later. So, we're jumping forward to September of 2015 for the release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Now, I don't know if you lot are familiar with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, but holy shit (laughs) was that game an absolute disaster so they had tony hawk come back for it the marketing for this was fucking insane like they had tony hawk lil wayne and conan o'brien play it on tv (laughs) like just so fucking weird and you know they're like oh it's fun it's uh tony hawk's And it came out and it was just an absolute fucking disaster. So IGN gave Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 a 3.5 out of 10. (laughs) This is back when they still did the the decimal points in their scores. Metacritic scored it 32 critic score with a user score of (laughs) 2.5. And even when I was researching this, there was a petition to close the developer. (laughs) Of this one, Robomodo, it only had four supporters, but it's wild that there was even a petition there in the first place. Yeah, and the game was so bad and did so poorly. Robomodo, Rob Robmodo, the the I uh, know oh it is Robomodo, <laughs> the studio that made it shuttered the following year. Yeah. So yeah, a complete disaster in every way possible. Anthony, are you a fan of the Tony Hawk series? Do you remember when this one was released?
1: uh yeah me and my brother were huge tony hawk fans um he he i mean he started skating because of tony hawk that he was that he was like you know that um we were then that generation of you know you pick up skating because you see tony hawk doing it he's so cool um (laughs) but yeah we we loved the pro skater games i think three and four the hours i have put into that are probably unmatched by like some modern games that i love i I put so much time into them even some of the PS2 era and PS3 era games still love them, like Underground and all that. Those are all great games. Um, but yeah, the the drop-off into the PS4 era, and then the, when you see the, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, and just that game was a fucking mess. And just, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that a studio collapsed due to it, because that happens quite a lot. Or just a game is like, they bank on this one big game and just everything goes to shit. But yeah, no, that was not a good game, and the only reason I think Tony Hawk is still positively reviewed is because of those um, remakes that came like a few years afterwards, were the uh, yeah pro skating one plus two or whatever that that kind of reminded people. Don't worry, these games can be good. Just get someone who <laughs> gives a shit, or not gives a shit, but get people who can make these games good behind it, and you get a good game. It's just. Uh, very, very clearly a cash grab, I think, from uh, EA. Uh, not EA, sorry, oh. bleh. Activision Blizzard. Bleh. Yeah, but my name's confused. Too many, too <laughs> many, too many bad game companies. <laughs> uh, but Activision Blizzard, clearly a cash grab from them to try and like reap the nostalgia for that franchise when it was starting to get ripe, I think. And yeah, just yeah, disappointing that a, a game franchise that was so beloved had such a poor treatment. Um, for that outing. Just bleh. <laughs> Yeah. Are you a
0: fan of the series at all, Aaron?
2: Yeah. So one in, number one was Fantastic on 64. Um, I loved the franchise. Uh, got I think four is when I really got into it, when Tony Hawk's four came out. I, I had a great time with that. You know, I could see Tony Hawk's five going down this path, like prior to it actually releasing, because I don't know if you guys remember, but they yeah. did release um, a remake of one, Back in 2010, I believe, or 2012, it was uh, digital only, and it was terrible. Like, they took out all the music and everything, and it was just horrible. And I was like, oh, God, how did they ruin such a classic? And I'm thinking, if they're moving forward, they're really going to have to ignore what just happened there and go right back to the roots. They didn't do that with 5. They just made more mistakes and, you know, didn't learn anything. So. It sucks that it was, you know, dead on arrival.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't even the first uh, the first Tony Hawk game that Robomodo made as well, too. There was some other one called Tony Hawk Ride or something like that. <laughs> that Yes, I remember that. <laughs> people also hated that as well, too. Yep. <laughs> and I think a lot of people blame Robomodo. My guess is maybe there were a studio who were doing it on the cheap and didn't really have the know-how and the budget to sort of do it and yeah i i I lay the blame here solely at activision blizzard they're the ones who own the fucking ip with with tony hawk so yeah (laughs) bloody absolute disaster of a video game and one of the more fun ones for sure and oh this one's a fun one (laughs) so oh this is Just an absolute marketing disaster. So fans following the Black Ops 3 Twitter account may have noticed earlier in the afternoon that at 1pm Eastern Time, this is back in September 2015, that the handle changed to current events aggregate an imitation of news outlets such as breaking news and and, uh, the Associated Press which disseminate global headlines from around the world it had become had begun tweeting about an explosion on the north bank of the singapore marina subsequent tweets started pouring in describing an unfolding event that escalated to military involvement quarantine zones and eventually a state of martial law so yes they changed the handle of their twitter account and started tweeting about a fake terrorist attack in order to market call of duty black ops (laughs) three insane
1: (laughs) oh totally insane what do you even say to that yeah it's it's like it's like a bad not a bad joke it's like a joke in a tv show like i feel like not not a, I haven't watched it but I feel like this is a joke from something like succession where it's like one of the someone in there does like a bad publicity for something where it's like don't worry we'll fake a news broadcast it'll it'll be fine and she's like no you're faking news don't do that it's like oh it, like, oh it doesn't
2: even make sense oh. it doesn't even make sense with the game though because like I've, I've played all the Black Ops and 3 and 4 are probably my least favourite and 3 is all futuristic like legit you're fighting mm. robots in 3 like it's set in the future like what does yeah. this have to do with current day time why did they decide that was going to correlate to the premise of the game
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Uh, it's absolutely baffling why any marketing person would think this was a good idea. You know, if you put this in a in a show like Silicon Valley, you know, I would even still be like, eh, that's a bit far-fetched. I don't think anyone yeah. would be that stupid <laughs> to do that. But lo and behold, sometimes fact is stranger than fiction. That is for sure. And oh dear, I felt like I was living in another timeline when I saw this. Now a few years ago 6 years ago to be more uh, to be more accurate there was a big issue in the games industry Called Loot Boxes. And funnily enough, we actually have Activision Blizzard to thank for this trend. Because it seemed to really get kicked off by Overwatch. Overwatch was Uh. just absolutely killing it at the time. And their main thing that they were making money from was Loot Boxes. People would spend crazy amount of money to, to get Overwatch Loot Boxes. All just to get skins. There was no guarantee of what you were getting. It was just random skins and that year was just 2017 was just the year of the loot box it was everywhere and it was just gross manipulative gambling mechanic to try and just milk more money from the Activision Blizzard customer base and that culminated in probably the most disgusting uses of it in my opinion where for Call of Duty World War 2 they dropped loot boxes on Normandy Beach Ah. that's right there was a a hub area which was Normandy Beach and you could sit there and watch other players open their loot boxes and see what they're getting on Normandy Beach that place where the terrible tragedy of thousands upon thousands of soldiers died you can have a fun time opening loot boxes (laughs) So tone deaf.
1: <laughs> it's it never ceases to get a fucking like laugh slash reaction out of me. It just the fucking the, as someone who was sucking into loot boxes by Overwatch, I I spent too much money on that game, and I did it when the loot boxes were extra shit. I did it before they added the thing where if you get a repeat, you at least get your coin get some of your coins back. Oh. I. Yeah, rem- original loot boxes in Overwatch. The real ones, remember? Remember when you got like free of the same legendary skin and the game said fuck you too bad? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not mad about that. <laughs> but to to get to the actual topic we're discussing, the it's it's beyond tone deaf. It's just again, it's it's like a bad joke in like you said like a silicon valley but it, it's a joke that's so ridiculous it doesn't even make sense like who when just saying the term dropping loot boxes on normandy beach it's like at that point you should have just packed up you should have gone we we, we need to stop <laughs> we've gone too far yeah. we're done here folks <laughs> we can't keep going it's <laughs> it's mind-boggling how it got past anything at that point. But hey,
0: those boys died on Normandy (laughs) Beach, so we could later on drop loot boxes on there. That's what this was all for. (laughs) So dumb, so disrespectful.
2: Oh. Oh my god! Like honestly, like you're talking like that should have been this idea should have been cut on the developers' floor the moment it was raised like yeah Yeah. how do we make normandy how do we make you know storming the beach of normandy more fun the answer is you don't it it was a tragedy (laughs) right it's it's great that you can play it in the game but you don't make it fun like there's no hip hip hooray yay look what i got i'm here on the beach of that's that's (laughs) just pissing on all the graves of the soldiers kind of thing that is absolutely (laughs) stupid
0: Oh my dear! Imagine <laughs> your, your if your like grandfather or something lost his life in Normandy, and then you <laughs> see this shit. It's just oh, oh, Ooh, I, it's it, oh. it, and, and, and above all things, if you're looking at it purely from a business perspective, of course that looks terrible. <laughs> that yeah. just it just looks awful, and there's no two ways about it. It's it's, it's fucking uh. wild. And look, it's, yeah. it's no surprise because Activision Blizzard is the king of microtransactions and milking more out of their customer base. And um, not, a, not a lot of people may know this, you know, it will pop up every now and again in the news. But, <laughs> you know, if you think about Activision Blizzard, big game company, you'd assume most of their revenue would come from making games, right? They're a game making company. You'd think it'd be from making games, wouldn't it? But mm-hmm. no. So since 2018, this was the earliest reporting I could find on this, February 2018. This comes out of TechSpot. Activision Blizzard revealed it made a record $7.16 billion in revenue oh. across the entire fiscal year. $4 billion of that amount came from in-game net revenue. Bookings, also known as microtransactions, sales of DLC and uh, in app purchases. So, more than half of all the money that Activision Blizzard makes, one of the biggest game companies in the world, if not the biggest, was all, (laughs) was more than half. All came from microtransactions, milking that little bit more out of the player, selling you a loot box, selling you a skin for your weapon in fucking Call of Duty. Aaron, microtransactions, more revenue than just selling games. What are your thoughts? This this is still the case today, by the way. The divide's actually Mm -hmm, only gotten bigger. They're making even more uh, from microtransactions and even less from games.
2: Yeah, oh, Zach, I hate it. I hate I hate microtransactions. I came from a, a generation of gaming where uh, you get the game in a physical cartridge, like I'm talking the 64 Super NES days, you get the game in a cartridge and that entire game is in there. And I mean, like, if you want to unlock things, you can do it. They have put it in the game for you to unlock, you know? Like, go ahead and beat this many enemies or do this many things to unlock it. I hate the fact that now you get given 60% of a game And if you want the other 40%, well, get your wallet out because we're going to start adding them on in increments and you're going to have to unlock this by paying this and you end up spending over $300 just to get everything in a game. When back in the 90s, you had the game and you could get 100% everything if you just put in the time and effort. I absolutely hate it. The last thing I'm going to say, like, and I've said it before on your podcast, is I understand business. I work for a big multinational company. So I do understand business. I It sucks. That the world is fueled upon greed. It sucks that you know this is working for game companies. Microtransactions, that money talks. The fact that microtransactions are bringing in the revenue, and it's hard to argue that when you're trying to say let's take them all out. Like uh, I get that from a business perspective. I get that, but what's more important is the player, and I am a player, and I absolutely hate them. So yeah, piss on Activision Blizzard for this.
1: Yup, anthony yeah no can't really agree more and can't really say much more it's just it's funny we were just taught well just in the podcast episode we recorded earlier today a similar conversation came up of just the ridiculous amount of money that is spent on like things that aren't the game (laughs) Uh, if i buy a game today i can spend sometimes two or three times more what i paid for the game in just microtransactions to get everything i want and it's just it's a it's disappointing and b it's exploitative especially too because Mm. even though i like most kids should not probably be playing all the call of duty games but they do pick them up they always do Mm. and it's really exploitative to be like hey kid don't you want this really cool looking gun give us ten dollars and it's like Of course the kid's going to scrounge up the money and beg their parents to do it, and their parents are not going to. no, they don't care, but they're going to be like, oh, little Timmy just wants an extra $10 for his game. Who, who am I to judge? But yeah. you do that with millions of kids across the world, It's yeah, it adds up, and it's it's disgusting because it teaches the kids that, it, oh, it's okay for the game company to make me do that. And yeah. When really, yeah, it's as Aaron said, it's like you want games to be at least mostly complete I'm okay with a little bit, but th- this kind of shit is ridiculous. Like, adding yeah. additional content onto a game is great, but taking content away from the player and then charging it is fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. And Yeah, that like I said, my biggest issue is as well, it's the kids. The kids are the ones who are probably attributing a lot of this because they're the ones just, they don't know any better, they just want the cool shiny thing, so they just throw money at it to get the cool shiny thing.
0: Won't somebody please think of the children? Children. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I I think microtransactions are the the place in the video game industry where we do see the most exploitative business transactions. And I'm not like, you know, I, I hate microtransactions, but I understand there is a place for them in certain games. And those games and the only games they should be in are fucking free to play games. Yes, it makes sense that free-to-play games are going to need to make their money somehow cuz they're giving you the game for free. The cost that you are, s- are paying is all these skins and all this other bullshit, but it has no place in games that you're already spending big top dollar for. Like the most recent Call of Duty is going to set you back 110 bucks minimum if you, you know, you're buying it at f- at full price when it when it gets launched. It is so much money. And then, yeah, the, the exploitative practices such as loot boxes, which are very psychologically manipulative. They have those fucking changing stores that encourage you to come back all the time because there's different things in the stores. You know, they sell you the itchy and scratchy money you got to <laughs> use Call of Duty points if you want to buy shit. The points usually end up, you know, you have to buy like two bundles in order to get what you want and you're always going to have coins left over. Everything's always priced just so it's just out of what the amount is that you can actually buy. It's all just this very manipulative, exploitative, psychological bullshit, which just, I hate it. And for people who, you know, like as you mentioned, children, Anthony, but also, you know, people who are on the, the spectrum or have any kind of uh, sort of mental disabilities at all, it's just extra exploitative for them. Like, they're, they're super su- susceptible to all this stuff. Or just people with gambling problems as well. Um, there's There has been stories of people who have had gambling problems and then end up getting addicted to loot boxes in games. It's just another gambling issue. Uh, So, yeah, it's unfortunately six years later after this story came out, microtransactions and that are just a reality of the industry. Thankfully, loot boxes seem to have gone the way of the dodo. These days, it's very rare to find loot boxes, even in free-to-play games. Um, But, oh, um,
2: God, the plays? Sorry, sorry Zach. I was just going to say one thing as well that I don't like about the evolution of the microtransactions. I'm finding these days, too, that... Um, games are deliberately trying to give you the bare minimum in the game, like when it comes to costumes and, and, and when it comes to these con- the, like, content in general because Absolutely. they save it all for the premium downloads and all for the extras. And just real quick, mm. like I like Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I really don't like Alexios's and Cassandra's costumes, right? So the first thing I was doing was like, okay, we're switching this out. Oh, wait, I can't. Okay, I want that one though. That's really cool. Right. Now I have to drop another $20 because I don't, mm-hmm. I, I literally, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they, you should see what they have in the premium store comparison to what uh, Alexius and Cassandra wear. It's next level. It's like crazy costumes that just look so incredibly cool. But they give you the bland yeah. basic because they want you to have a look at that and go, oh my God, mm-hmm. that is just 50 times better. I'm buying it kind of thing. So it's a psychological change now, an evolution. That just, they found another way to kind of, you know, twist my arm. And I hate that.
0: Oh, Ubisoft Absolutely, are yeah. one of the worst with it. And I'm sure whoever, if, if we get to them in this worst video game company series, we'll, we'll talk about that a lot then. But yeah, yeah I, I can't stand their store. They have all those things we just talked about, like the Time Store, where things will change. Uh, they have the, you have to buy Ubisoft money to be able to buy the stuff. And it always is just a little bit more or a little bit less than what you need so you're having to get weird random amounts and yeah like from the very start of the game day one all the coolest shit is behind a paywall even though you've already paid for the game and that's not even on top of the many different versions of the game that you'll have oh, like Ubisoft mm. you can need a fucking spreadsheet to know what you're going to be getting in each different version of the game because there's like six versions all with slightly different DLC and sometimes not even even any of them will give you everything which nope. is fucking wild to me. Um oh. yeah, so yeah, enough about Ubisoft, back to the awfulness that is Activision Blizzard. Ubisoft you will get your time, that is for sure. And um one of the worst places for microtransactions that we see is on phones. I just want to ask, hey guys, don't do do you guys not have phones? Uh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> that was oh yeah, yeah. You you both know exactly yep. what I'm referencing here. BlizzCon November 2018, we had the big reveal of Diablo Immortal. Now, first off, that moment was just fantastic because I I would never forget when this this the the image comes up for Diablo Immortal and everyone starts cheering, and then it says coming to mobile and you just hear Mm. oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just the disappointment in the crowd is palpable and then the poor developers of this game have to go up on stage and try and sell a whole audience of people here who have come to blizzcon the most Mm. hardcore of the blizzard following audience who spent Hundreds of, like, you know, plane tickets to get there, accommodation, the tickets themselves are also really, really expensive. The hardest of the hardcore, who I'm telling you right now, if they're Blizzard fans, they're all the PC dweebs. That's what they are. They play (laughs) PC. They're not (laughs) playing on their mobile. Oh, Oh, dearie me. And they're having to sell that to this audience. And that led to that wonderful moment where the poor developer said, do you guys not have phones? Which just got uh. memed into oblivion. Ooh. Anthony, it seemed like you you definitely remember when this went down. The, this was like um, instant, like, not cringe, but just
1: instant like, oh, like reaction, <laughs> just to <laughs> yeah. th- this whole thing. Because, yeah, it was like, I I, I enjoyed Diablo. Um, I think at the time I was still playing through Diablo 3 on like a second run or something, mm. or second or third run, not sure. Um, and I heard about this going, oh, yeah, new Diablo game. That sounds pretty cool. And then it's like, yeah, on mobile, i like, Oh, okay. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna pick that up. And yeah the the, the crowd especially, yeah, as you mentioned, these are the people who if anyone's gonna cheer and be happy about this, it's like these are the people. So to hear that like that guttural like ugh, reaction to it <laughs> was very telling. Uh, this also spawned the other meme famous from this one is the Is this an out of season April Fools joke, which oh that, that guy was That guy was definitely, like, thinking about that one all the way up to the microphone, like, I've got to really get him with a good line here. What, what's the best one? Because that is so, it's so damning, because it's true. It's like, I wouldn't say it is an April Fool's joke, but it is just like, guys, you're announcing a new Diablo for mobile. What are you doing? It, it is a bit of a joke. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, we've been waiting for an actual
0: Diablo game. Yeah, well, at that point there was no announcement of Diablo Four yet, right? It was no. still a couple of years away. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just, and it's just so, and even now, like Diablo Immortal is still such a weird, whatever game. I don't even know what's the state of it, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it was um, it was a big moment in the I guess community of not even just Blizzard fans, but just everyone, everyone collectively going, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least this one was a. A small, funny mistake we can all laugh at, and not a, oh, wh- why did you do that, Blizzard? That no, don't do that mistake, because, uh, yeah, <laughs> those are coming.
2: So you you say mistake, uh, Anthony, mm. and I agree with you because I'm a player at heart, right? And obviously, my <laughs> enjoyment and what I want comes first. But on a business standpoint, you're talking about a game. I mean, yeah, you're talking about a game that's become the fifteenth most fastest selling mobile game to surpass five hundred million dollars in revenue. Like Jeez. this game prints money for Activision Blizzard. Prints money. Wow. Like I I hate the fact that it does, but it does. And you mm. know it it's Obviously they were gonna get that response. I have no idea why that was the place to to announce that in front of diehard blizzard fans. Mobile yeah. already had a stigma about it anyway, before before they even got up there. Like people know when when you say I'm a mobile gamer, it's like, oh okay, Mr. Moneybags. Like people know that. What? Like they know that you're forking out money hand over fist when it comes to mobile games. And to know that such a beloved franchise to, you know, millions and millions of people that just want to see what's next in the saga, you know, when when they're let down by hearing that mobile announcement, I, I my heart breaks with them. Like, it really does. But, mm. you know, coming back to a business standpoint, like, Blizzard, Activision, King make most of their money from King, from Candy Crush, mm. and from all the mobile games. Like, it sucks that this is the way it is, but yeah, this is the way it is, like to any exec kind of thing. Try to tell them, uh, you know, let's cut out our mobile our mobile channel because players don't want it. They're just going to look at the dollars and go, yeah, okay, next idea, please, kind of thing. Like, it sucks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I don't actually have a problem with them making a Diablo for mobile. I just think it was a massive mistake to announce it at BlizzCon in front of a whole bunch of Diablo yeah. fans yep. who were clearly not going to be receptive to it as we all saw uh, but yeah it, it made all of the money and continues to I've seen it pop up in the news here and there for having pretty obscene microtransactions of course and you know nerfing the game so the grind got worse later on mm-hmm. so that you have to be more likely to spend money on the fucking Diablo crystals or whatever the fuck it is that you need for that game Oh dearie me! But also, I heard people had fun with it. As far as it was, di- it was Diablo on a phone, and they they pulled that off. But mm. <laughs> look, that that was just a goof. That was just a gaff. That was not that big of a disaster, unlike this PR disaster. So I, I, this was one that I, I forgot about. One of the first stories we ever covered on News to Reviews. Do y'all remember the whole Blitz Chung disaster back in? October 2019 so B- Blizzard we're doing a uh, uh, an eSports event I think it was for wasn't for they don't do League of Legends that's right no uh, that's what, right what did, what, did, what did Blizzard do for the big in the eSports Overwatch Starcraft um, Starcraft maybe I- yeah it might have been Hearthstone. I I don't remember. I think it was Overwatch.
1: If, if if I think if, if this is the event I'm thinking of, I think it was Overwatch. Yeah, I
2: think, if I think it was I do, Overwatch. If it is League. The,
1: yeah, I I, think it I
0: is. don't remember what game that they were playing. Irrelevant anyway, basically this was during a time when there was massive protests going on in Hong Kong because it got to the point where uh, uh where the UK had to hand over uh, control of Hong Kong back to China, and b- apparently before that they were kind of left to their own devices, and now they're going to be coming under the control of China. And uh, and Blitz Chung protested uh, during his his uh, I think he was he was being asked questions about about the game or something like that from a couple of presenters, and he basically mm. uh, just just kept uh, yelling out in support. For the uh, Hong Kong protests, and uh, apparently they eventually modified their their position they they assi- initially rescinded his three thousand dollars in in prize money mm-hmm. and also uh, severed tires with the two broadcasters who were there speaking to him at the time and Now those broadcasters all they did when he started doing this was hid under the table, so it wasn 't even like they kept talking to him or they, you know, they supported the the protest or anything like that. That were just simply mm. there. And they severed ties with them as well, too. And um eventually after the blowback uh, blowback though, they reduced the suspension of of Blitz Chung to six months, whereas initially he was completely banned. Uh, from the competition moving forward. Uh, they restored his winnings. Saying that he won fairly during the match. And the shoutcasters were also suspended for six months. Rather than just having tyres severed. altogether. Now. People uh, might be familiar. Activision Blizzard makes a lot of money in china they sell call of duty mobile i think in china or they did at this time um and they were sort of only really just breaking into the market so you know people were very much feeling like they were just kowtowing to china and not really sort of caring about uh, blitz chung and 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 everything going on with hong kong at the time um i don't know were you you familiar with this whole pr disaster at all aaron uh
2: yeah vaguely like when when you started talking about i'm like yeah i think i did hear something about that um back then i wasn't Mm. completely across it though um i think i i personally believe that you know a lot of us turn to gaming to escape the world to kind of you know, perch what's going on around them and enjoy themselves again, and you know, get that little bit of you know that that escape, that that enjoyment that you get. The world's a harsh place, right? Lots of bad stuff everywhere happens all the time. Gaming is supposed to be your 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 out, like to to remind yourself about how good everything is. So when I hear that big companies are getting political uh, and bringing politics like into big events like this. It just annoys me so much because there's a time and a place for this kind of stuff. I'm not saying politics are bad. I'm just saying it sh- doesn't belong in gaming. The the worldwide politics don't belong in gaming. That's-, that's how I feel about this. Like, I'm not discrediting anything that's happening in the world. I am fully aware of what's going on. Um, and, you know, I do have my own opinions on things. But the one place it shouldn't be is in the comfort and the enjoyment Of video games especially on such a large scale like that esports competition that you're talking about kind of thing so it's just disappointing that you know activision blizzard thought that this was the right place right time to for all of this to come out kind of thing and 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 go with it from there that's just not right to me it doesn't sit right
0: i don't know if this was a political decision as much as it was just a business decision because they're wanting to make money in China and China is very strict on who they let do do trade and whatnot within their their country. They're very strict rules, particularly with media and what they're allowed to show and things like that. And, you know, pro-democracy protests is definitely a a big no-no in that one. So I I can't say I I necessarily agree with you, Aaron. Like, you know, I, I don't mind games first and foremost i do think a game should be just enjoyable as was what it what it is as a video game i don't think that they that inherently means they have to be apolitical i think politics can be there if they have something interesting to say i'd say something like spec ops the line is a very clear example of, of that that's a uh, you know, a military-based shooter, but it's not just all hoorah, bang, bang, whatever. It's got like a, a, a bit of an underlying political message there as well too, but also just a, a, a very decent video game. Um, but yeah, what, what a what a PR disaster here. Uh, Anthony, do you remember this one?
1: Uh, yeah, I was pretty across this one. Uh, at the time, I was still going to uni. I had a friend, of, a pretty close friend of mine, uh, he had family in Hong Kong so he was pretty across all of the stuff that was going on and yeah when I I heard about this this is actually I think the thing that made me cut ties with Blizzard like I, I was still playing overwatch pretty actively uh in 2019 and then when this happened I just said nah I'm out uh I, I was done with overwatch um I went and checked just to make sure it was a half stone stream uh, half-stone. Uh, and the player is from uh... Hong Kong which is you know probably why he was extra motivated to say everything that he said yeah um and push it and push that agenda um yeah it's it is a i i can understand again the business side of things of obviously yeah they don't want to get involved with something that's going to impact their sales but it is mm. disappointing that you know a player speaks his mind about something he's passionate about that is i would argue a a good thing to support um and the company chooses to like take away his winnings like distance himself from him completely distance themselves from the broadcasters who really they had nothing to do with it they don't they can't control him um Mm. so just all like these weird steps that they're trying to do to make like like uh, what is it increase the distance from the issue as much as possible ended up you know bringing more light to it making it more apparent um, for, you know, us, the viewers and the other players to see, well, this is clearly where you stand on this issue. And now that I know that, I kind of have a... It's like that kind of does reflect my enjoyment of your product now. Because if they'd said nothing, even if, they, even if internally they disagreed, public opinion, I go, well, they didn't say anything, so I don't know where they stand on it. But presumably it's not negative. And once you make that statement, once you do those things you as a company have made a statement um this is just a quick aside it's why I often say everything is political um even if a game isn't outright saying you know um war is bad it's like yeah but if you show if you don't show that war is bad you are making a statement that you don't know you don't have a statement to make on war which is in a way also a statement just a thing Media. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's like it's like Call of Duty. You know, people might look at those games as not political, but holy shit, they're all yeah. so political as fuck. It's just politics that people are used to, which is, you know, oohrah, America, good guy. They yeah. may do some naughty things, but it's all for a good cause. Like you don't think that's political? They hired the North to yeah. <laughs> consult, like that's about as political as you yeah. can fucking get. And there, exactly, there is yeah. more, more, more politics to come with with mm. other hirings later on. But for now, we got another fun one. So only a little while later in twenty twenty, <laughs> January twenty twenty, Activision Blizzard released Warcraft Three Reforged. <laughs> so. Warcraft 3 Reforged was the uh, uh, remake, basically, of Warcraft 3. It was released, basically broken entirely, with massive performance issues and really, really bad bugs. And it actually released with fewer features than the original game. Back in the 2000s. Right now, the Metacritic score is 56 with a user score of 0. 0.6. Aaron, are you a Warcraft fan at all?
2: Uh, yeah, up until Warcraft 3, I was a, a massive fan of <laughs> Warcraft. I finished 1, I finished 2. Um, I, I loved what I played of 3, but my PC wasn't really up to standard at the time. So I didn't actually yeah. get a chance to finish it. Um, it's funny that you know they um, they released it with less features because the original Warcraft three had a, a content creator part of it um, that they didn't license properly and because they didn't license it out properly, it spawned Dota and dota 2 Mm -hmm. kind of thing and blizzard hated that the fact that they couldn't get money out of dota one and two even though it was in their engine and everything because they didn't properly license it so maybe the fact that they um maybe the fact that they toned back the features was to prevent another dota spawn or something like that i don't know but um yeah it's just it's shit news. Like I, uh, you know, and what what shit about it e- even now is you can't go back and buy Warcraft three anymore. Like the original version of that is <laughs> gone and right. lost to the ages. You can only download Reforged. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I forgot yep. they delisted it, which is just so gross. Anthony, yeah. thoughts
1: uh unfortunately um i don't have a lot of history with this franchise in that i don't even think i've ever played one (laughs) um but i agree it's just it's scummy to see we i guess we it's like it kind of reminds me of the tony hawk 5 thing where it's again uh activision blizzard taking a franchise that exists saying hey we can make more money off of this and just not giving fans what they want and then yeah even worse taking away where it's it's like you have to play reforge now Tough titties. This is you can't buy this anymore. Mm. It, it's just yeah that. It, again, it's business uh, practices that I hate. Where it's just it's all just we want more money and we don't want you playing with that thing.
0: Uh, even though we let you do it before, not anymore. Oh, Get away. It's, it's just yeah. extra baffling to me when it's it's also release buggy and with performance issues as well too. Yeah. Like this is meant to be the best version of the game and you're saving Mm. so much money here you're going to sell just as many titles as a new game and you're saving so much money here by having a basic structure to build off of and you know put a new coat of paint on but they couldn't even do that right and they just spat in the face of their fan base that is for sure um and (laughs) later on in the year in august god 2020 was a bad year this whole year in general like including the blitz chung stuff that that happened in 2018 was was just a really bad time for activision blizzard and a story came out that employees at blizzard maker of world of warcraft and overwatch were, overwatch were apparently paid so little they were forced to skip meals in order to pay rent and to put that in perspective for you the ceo bobby kotick Made four forty million dollars in mm. August of twenty twenty. Uh. This is all according to Business Insider. Uh, Anthony, people can't eat, but Bobby Kotick can eat everything.
1: <sighs> yeah, um, this is un- this is where it stops. This is where the fun stops, I guess. It's like, oh ha ha, let's laugh at a. Dumb game or a, a weird choice that they made. Now it's getting into, uh just scummy business practices. Just, uh, it's 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 just extra annoying because, and we'll see more of this. Just the higher ups at Blizzard Activision clearly don't give a shit uh, about the people who work under them, and this is really bad. Just yeah imagine being what what were like the numbers we said earlier? What was it like seven point eight billion dollar company? Mm. like seven point eight billion dollars in one year. And I know, obviously it's like, well, they don't earn just that. That's just their revenue. It's like I don't ignore that for a second. It's like that's how much money they're getting in. and it's you're telling me the employees, the people who do all the hard work, who do all the who do like I don't know if I, I don't know if crunch culture is a thing at ABK. I wouldn't be surprised oh, it <laughs> um, <is. laughs> oh yeah good but yeah. like you know the people who work really hard who put in all these hours putting all this time to make the big games that make all these money and they just the the idea of we had to skip a meal because i couldn't afford rent is just again it, it my brain hurts trying to understand it from a like a personal perspective it's like pay your fucking employees properly. It's like, oh, just angers me so much. It's like, mm. oh.
2: Aaron? Uh. Uh, Like, it's hard to kind of follow up from how well Anthony just put it then. Like, uh, you're talking, (laughs) like, honestly, you're, you're talking about people's livelihood, like, people's way of life, like, to bring you... A product of enjoyment kind of thing you know like the the sacrifice that they're making just so you know the fat cats upstairs could you know not take a pay cut and live in their rich mansions and so that the players get to enjoy a game like there has to be lines and you know this is well well past it kind of thing like this is just unacceptable in every aspect of human uh like of the human race really like this should not be the case when it comes to working hard um you know i am so thankful that he has what less than one month and counting now kind of thing while he's in that company mm. yes it sucks that he's getting a golden parachute to leave i hate that idea but i also like the idea more of him not being anywhere near the
0: head of a company anymore kind of thing Ooh. so Shit, yeah, but yeah. by the time this episode comes out, Bobby Kotick may mm. no longer be the CEO of Activision Blizzard, which is can only be a good thing for reasons that we're going to get into very, very yeah. shortly. <laughs> now, we mentioned before about political decisions over at Activision Blizzard, and they kicked off 2021 with a very interesting one, that's for sure. Now, yeah, I mentioned 2019 and 2020 being bad years for... Activision Blizzard—that is nothing compared to how 2021 went for them. Cause holy shit! Put it this way: h- half the document is all 2021 onwards. Mm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we are about to get into it. So they kicked off in uh, uh, <laughs> in March of 2021 with the hiring of Francis F townsend as chief compliance officer now for people who aren't familiar with her because i certainly was not she used to work for george bush in the bush administration and she was also later on went to work for obama as well too and uh, defended the use of torture when news broke in 2009 so yeah Wonderful person there who, yeah, basically a torture apologist. Basically, I-, I listened to her interview on CNN. She basically went up there saying, you know, this was what the military people said we needed to do. So we did it and it was within the oh. law. Like, no mention of the morality of how disturbing it is to torture individuals in the name of the government or just for any reason that's already bad. Aaron, would you hire Francis F. Townsend as your chief compliance (laughs) officer? I love it how you poise
2: a question like that to me. Like, you know, if I said yes, then, you know, like I'll never be on the show again and I'm done and, you know, everyone hates me and hate mail. And (laughs) you, you set it up. You set it up. So it's like, Aaron. Do you like to live? <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> um, no, of course, it's ridiculous, Zach, and Anthony, like, stupid, ridiculous. Like, stuff like this uh, shouldn't come out of anybody's mouth if you, you know, live on planet Earth and are somewhat normal in the head. Like, it's just atrocious that that got <laughs> out. She said it. They hired this person. They believed in, you know, who she is. Like, all of that is just... Next level stupidity, in my opinion, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I can't say
1: anything more on that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree with that. It's yeah, it's baffling because it's like that information had been out for years by the time she had been hired. It wasn't like, you know, oh, she said something in private and the documents finally came out. It's like, oh, it's after the hiring process. What do you do? It's like this was well known information. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking oh it's just ah it's it's so conf- it's just confusing again getting a headache just mm. trying to wrap my brain around. it's like so you you hired the the torture is good lady uh or torture is uh validated i guess i don't know what you say justified. you hired the lady who said torture was okay in that context <laughs> yeah. like okay and she's doing what? Compliance? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, Don't think about it. Where, okay. It's like, why it gets worse the more you think about <laughs> it. It does. It just like, it hurts the most. It's like hold on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cuz th- this is chief compliance officer. This would have to be one of those roles that's very very high up. Like this would be mm-hmm. that she probably works directly for for Bobby co-ticker it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all if if she does uh which i I don't believe she works there anymore i think she may have resigned later on but we'll Mm. look we we have a lot more to get into on francis f townsend later on but yeah it's wild to me the amount of research they would have had to have done before they decided to put her in that position and they saw her apologizing for torture that happened under her watch when she worked for the george bush administration and then they're like, "Yeah, we want to hire her." And hey, maybe it makes sense because you you probably need someone who could apologise for torture, considering what happens to their staff, as we find out later on <laughs> in this episode. But before we get to that, we get to May of 2021, where this is uh, one of the definitely not as bad as hiring a torture apologist. But at that point in May of 2021. All of the studios working for Activision Blizzard were making Call of Duty games. Oh, sorry. Working for Activision, not Blizzard. Blizzard was still doing their own thing. But all the Activision studios, which is a lot, only making Call of Duty. So, I believe that at that point they had released Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. And, yeah... No other IPs in the works. Only Call of Duty. I don't know. I guess it, it seems like such a little thing compared to all this stuff here, but it's just so annoying when these massive publishers buy up all of these game studios and then force them all to work on just one game or, you know, like get them to work on games that they should never work on. Um, Anthony, like, is this, this a practice that annoys you in the industry? Absolutely. It's,
1: yeah, as you said, it's like they buy up studios. They have all these amazing IP- IPs that either haven't been seen in years, or with the Crash Bandicoot, they just got a really good revival with the um, like the remake trilogy and the the new game. It's about time. And just yeah, it it shows a clear lack of I don't know creative anything. It just what makes money do the thing that makes money. It, it, like, there's clearly no drive to be like, oh, let's push out a new game in a franchise we haven't seen in a while. It's, okay, Call of Duty makes money, just everyone go make money for us. Could you? That'd be great. And just, it's... I mean, as we've seen with recent stuff with Call of Duty, that's clearly not working for them. They need to fucking push something else because no one gives a shit. Not, it, creatively, there's nothing in this franchise. Well, not nothing, but... It's the the well's running dry. There needs to be something else going on for these developers to do. Otherwise, they're just going to keep releasing games that are just. Blech.
0: Yeah, are there any IPs that Activision has, Aaron, that you're you're hoping will make a return? That probably won't because of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look,
2: this is a massive controversial opinion, okay? And you, like I said to you every time I hop on the podcast, you don't bring me on here to agree with you guys a lot, kind of thing. <laughs> so oh, no. this is this oh, no. is yeah, this is a take where I, I actually feel more positively about something here uh, than I do negatively. Mm. Now, the negative, I'll get the negative out the way first, and I'm sure you're all going to agree on it. Uh, yeah, it's shit when companies say we're retiring your talent. And all of everything you've done to work on one game—that is shit—and I don't agree with that. You're talking about like a ga- like a, a development studio like Raven Software, right? Who've been working on Call of Duty mm. under the Activision brand since 2010. Prior to that, mm. though, they were doing incredible games. Like they did the X Men Legends series. They did the Star mm-hmm. Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. They did uh, the Wolverine game that was like amazing, kind of thing, fully developed by them. Um, they, they have a talented team over there, but they've been stuck on Call of Duty for so long. That I don't agree with. What I do agree with, and I'm hoping is going to happen, is Phil Spencer has done this a lot, where they, he gets studios under his wing, he goes over to those studios and goes, tell me what you want to do, and we'll go down that direction. The best uh, portrayal of that is, I don't know if you heard of the game called Pentiment. Did you guys hear a Pentiment that came out mm-hmm. last year by, Obsidian. Blizzard, uh, by Bethesda? Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's that Obsidian, was a passion, right, wasn't it? Obsidian, correct. That was Obsidian. Yep. Yeah. Oh. That was a passion project in Obsidian that got green lit because Phil Spencer went over there and said, "Guys, what do you want to do? T- talk to me. Like, tell me what game you want to make. We'll fund it." And they said, "Oh, you know, we've been working on this side project, but we haven't got the green light from Bethesda. You know, it's gonna, it's Pentiment, completely different to how they mm. normally do games, kind of thing. If you have a look at Obsidian's." Uh, back history and off they went and they did pentiment and it came out and you know it got great reviews uh i am hoping to god that this is exactly what's going to happen moving forward now that they're under xbox's wing the one thing that gives me hope that that might happen is phil spencer is a massive hexen fan he's actually come out on stage with a hexen shirt on before uh in a big presentation and everything raven software make hexen or made hexen so I'm hoping that, yeah, he's going to go over there now and go, yep, Call of is going to continue. It'd be stupid to get rid of Call of Duty, but yeah. we might shuffle developers, we might take you guys off, you know, Raven, we might take you off being a support now, and what do you want to do? Let's hear it. Let's go with that. He's proven that that kind of leadership has happened in the past with Xbox, so I'm just yeah. hoping that we follow suit on that now, and we see some of these studios breaking away from the shit position that Blizzard Activision has had them in for
0: God knows how long. But it's it's
2: a wait-and-see situation, right?
0: And, of course, and we've hashed this out many times before on the show with the ABK Microsoft acquisition deal. And, yeah, for me personally, I'm definitely not looking at it as positively as you are, Aaron. But, yeah, I can't deny... That I definitely see there being more of a chance that these studios under Activision have a chance to work on other things other than Call of Duty under Microsoft than what they would just under Activision. There is definitely a better chance, but I guess we'll see what happens next year. It really depends on how much control Microsoft takes over Activision with. I know Bobby Kotick's out, but the rest of the... Management still going to be in because, you know, if you just just get rid of the top dude, I dare say all the ones second in line are going to be pretty much just as shit. Mm. But yeah, look, that that's our last of our sort of lighter stories now. So this is where the trigger warning needs to come in because we're now reached July 2021 when the most disturbing story I have ever heard come out of video games Came to light with the ongoing uh, horrible culture of sexual harassment and and gender discrimination that was, and you know, as as far as we know, could very well still be going on at Activision Blizzard right now. Like th- this, all comes out of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this stuff. So, as as I mentioned earlier at the very start of the show, this is all stuff being reported by other people and verified by these independent journalists, and we're just commenting on it. So, yeah, July twenty twenty one, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing sues Activision Blizzard for claiming that it's that it fosters a culture of constant sexual harassment and gender discrimination so yeah trigger warning to people who you know things such as uh suicide or sexual assault and harassment if there are triggers for you definitely you want to skip this part of the episode for sure so female employees almost universally confirmed that working for defendants was uh so this this actually all comes out of the actual ...court filings from the uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing. This is what they submitted. Uh, Female employees almost universally confirmed that working for defendants was akin to working in a frat house, which invariably involved male employees drinking and subjecting female employees to sexual harassment with no repercussions... Cube crawls in defendants' offices were common, and male employees proudly came into work hungover. Similarly, male employees would play video games during work, engage in, in, in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and make numerous jokes about rape. As a product of this frat boy culture, women were subjected to numerous sexual comments and advances, groping, and unwanted physical touching and other forms of harassment. A female employee noted that random male employees would approach her on defendant's work site and comment on her breasts. Female employees working for the World of Warcraft team noted that male employees and supervisors would hit on them, make derogatory comments about rape, and otherwise engage in demeaning behavior. This behavior was known to supervisors and indeed encouraged by them, including a male supervisor openly encouraging a male subordinate to buy a prostitute to cure his bad mood. Alex Afrasibi, the former senior creative director of World of Warcraft at Blizzard Entertainment was permitted to engage in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions." During a company event, an annual convention called BlizzCon, Afrasabi would hit on female employees telling him he wanted to marry them, attempting to kiss them, and putting his arms around them. This was in plain view of other male employees, including supervisors, who had to intervene and pull him off female employees. Afrasabi was known to engage in harassment of females so much that his suite was nicknamed and in the court filings of... Fucked up here, they called it the Crosby Suite after alleged rapist Bill Crosby. We I think it's pretty obvious who they're actually referring to it was just a, a, a typo that they've put there. But yeah, Afrasabi's suite, when he would get a hotel, was referred to as the Crosby Suite. <sighs> in a tragic example of harassment that defendants allowed to fester in their offices, a female employee committed suicide while on a company trip, ...due to a sexual relationship that she'd been having with her male supervisor. The male supervisor was found by police to have, t- to have brought a butt plug and lubricant on the business trip. Another employee confirmed that the deceased female employee... ...may have been suffering from other sexual harassment at work prior to her death. Specifically, at a holiday party before her death... ...male co-workers were alleged to be passing around a picture of the deceased's vagina... Yeah, I know that is incredibly difficult to hear all of that stuff and, and you know, this happened a couple of years ago now and I, I, for me researching this, I forgot how brutal and grim the situation really was for a long time at Activision Blizzard. We'd see these fuck-ups in marketing and stuff over the years and, and, you know, the horrible business practices, but I don't think anyone could have imagined all the awful shit that we end up finding out was happening behind closed doors uh anthony what are your what are your comments on all this
1: uh, it's there really isn't any other word for it it's disgusting um i i really did as you said like hearing it again after like not so long but after i not after i hadn't heard it initially it's that like again it's been a while since i've heard this full scope of it it's just it it does fucking anger me so much it's it is it is obviously awful regardless of what they were doing but for someone to take their life is it's a tragedy that it came to that and it is i'm just i'm fucking disgusted it 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 really does rile me up that it not only like i said not only did it happen but it was encouraged that the supervisors barely did anything. Like, fucking, oh, they, one time at a convention, they had to drag one of them off the female employees. Like, good on you. Fucking maybe do your job better next time and people won't get hurt or hurt themselves. It's, it really, it, it, ugh, I, I, ugh, I'm I just fucking infuriated every time I hear about this kind of shit. Mm. It, it is saddening that, yeah, someone tragically took their life and it is just angering that the people involved have as far as I'm aware barely seen consequence for the awful things that they've done and that this culture was just yeah um not emphasized uh promoted promoted within the company it's just yeah I'll leave it at that I'm just fucking disgusted honestly yeah Aaron yeah I'm, I'm right there on Anthony's level like, my
2: blood boils just hearing that again kind of thing. Like, it's just, it's hard to hear and just, it's worse to actually know that this is reality. Like, the, you know, there, like I said to you just moments ago that the world is a shit place sometimes, right? Like, there, there is so much bad that happens in the world. And, you know, this happened inside Activision Blizzard, but it shouldn't happen anywhere. Any company, anywhere in the world, there is no room or excuse for this kind of behavior and this kind of actions like it it upsets me to the core because I feel so strongly with video games as you guys do you know it's a big part of our lives and part of our joy and knowing that this kind of evil still exists like in companies like that and you know still festers and goes under the radar and You know, like, there should be swift judgment handed down and also promoted after that within the business to show that this kind of actions is not acceptable, like, anywhere. Like, and that's not just Activision Blizzard. That's my company I work for. It's where you guys work. It's any company, like, not tolerated anywhere in the world. It sucks that I have a son that, you know... I'm now going to, you know, try to grow, like teach him about the world, and I have to expose him to the evils like this in the world, and tell him about, you know, this does go on, and mm-hmm. I don't want to have that conversation. No one does. It should not be in any workplace ever. And to know that it happened at Activision Blizzard still could be happening too, which is even scarier. It just yeah. makes my blood boil, and I'm just so disgusted with you.
0: Yeah, it, we all have a, a lady in our life who means a lot to us you know we all have our, our mums, our sisters, our aunties, our daughters, our nieces um you know we, we uh, us three on this podcast right now ha- all have our significant others Just think about you know as I know I know rash works for a big corporation Aaron, you, could you imagine if you found out she was being subjected to this kind of shit just or oh. just trying to earn a living just trying to survive. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's disgusting and it's it's really it's it's really disturbing. Um yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <I> a <warned> you, <laughs> yeah. it gets yeah. really really fucking grim. As one of the weirder things to come out of this, we found out in December of 2021 that apparently they had to put a lock on the fridge because some of the mothers who were breastfeeding uh, breast milk was going missing from the fridge so this was a comment on twitter from an employee there was no fridge in the room in re- re- reference to the uh room where they would go to pump uh, so i had to label and carry my breast milk out and store it in the break room fridge it was very clearly breast milk in baggies with a baby's face on it former blizzard producer stephanie krutzik corroborated the claims one day i went to retrieve my pump's Supply at the end of the day And it was gone So very Creepy and bizarre shit going on there Mm. Someone threw it out or someone stole The breast milk which is just fucking It's all gross and weird Um, That wasn't the only legal trouble they got in, so also the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission sued Activision Blizzard for sexual harassment and discrimination. It was settled in March of 2022 for $18 million, and anyone who worked at Activision Blizzard between September 1st, 2016 to present day can submit a claim specifically about sexual harassment, retaliation, or pregnancy discrimination. Um, Yeah, which is where that story from the breast milk in the fridge comes from now the as far as i can see the 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 court case from the department of of fair employment and housing still hasn't concluded yet so we're still got got to wait to see what happens there um obviously now microsoft is going to be running the show so it's yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens there but it's zach coming at you a couple of weeks after we recorded this episode And would you know, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, we recorded this in early December. On December 18th, news broke that Activision Blizzard and California's Civil Rights Department, also known as the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, have reached a settlement. So this comes out of gamesindustry.biz and was written by James Batchelor. Activision Blizzard and California's Civil Rights Department have reached a settlement over the latter's accusations that the company had become a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. On Friday, the CRD announced the agreement between the two organizations could see Activision pay just shy of $55 million to cover direct relief to workers and legal fees. Approximately $46 million of this total will go into a settlement fund for compensating workers affected by toxicity and discrimination within the company, primarily women who were employed or contracted by Activision Blizzard in California between October 12, 2015 and December 31, 2015. The agreement also states that Activision will distribute any excess settlement funds to charities that are focused on advancing women in the games and tech industries or promoting awareness around gender equality at work. The Call of Duty publisher has also agreed to retain an independent consultant that will evaluate and make recommendations in terms of training materials, promotion policies and compensation, and it will continue efforts to make itself more inclusive for staff and applications from underrepresented communities." The settlement is subject to court approval and the terms and figures could change before it is implemented. News of the settlement first emerged from Wall Street Journal, whose sources say this CRD originally pushed for a settlement amounting to more than 100 million, which would have put it above the similar settlement with Riot Games. Currently, the largest state agency has reached today. In 2021, the state estimated Activision could be liable for nearly 1 billion. ...of the 2500 with potential claims against the publisher. So, yeah, clearly they didn't get everything that they wanted. uh, But it's just, yeah, it's interesting to know. We've got a conclusion to that story. Now, back to the show. When all of this stuff came to, to light... We have a returning character rearing her head up again. Francis F. Townsend sent an email to employees, which inevitably got leaks because employees were already pissed. And holy shit... Was it one of the most tone-deaf things that you could have possibly seen? So, imagine, you know, you're working and dealing with this shit on the daily. It all finally comes to light. And this is how management responds to you. Now, I'm only going to mention a, a small excerpt from this email. The Activision companies of today, the Activision companies that I know, this is Francis F. Townsend, are great companies with good values. When I joined the executive leadership team, I was certain that I was joining a company where I would be valued, treated with respect, and provided opportunities equal to those afforded to the men of the company. For me, this has been true During my time as a leader, I am committed to making sure that the experience I have is the same as the rest of the organization. We have a leadership team that is committed to these principles in every way. I am proud to be part of a company that takes a hardline approach to inappropriate or hostile work environments and sexual harassment issues. Our Speak Up campaign reinforces our zero tolerance for retaliation against those who do speak up. We have made significant investments to foster inclusive behaviors and then goes on to list different programs and stuff it's it's the most tone deaf response to everything that is going on so someone who is way high up in the executive management position is like oh yeah since i've been here it's been great (laughs) it's been wonderful i've been here since last the start of the year and it's been fantastic and i'm a woman so you know it must be fine for women then oh my God, so completely tone deaf. And look, I'll just leave that there before we comment on that story because that's going to make a comeback later on. It is now time to turn our sights to the illustrious Bobby Kotick, the king of Activision, Blizzard King, the one who holds the buck ultimately For all of this shit that is going on. Because yes that buck stops with him. He's running the company. The ultimate person who should be responsible. For all of this bullshit. And I've got this information from The Verge. Uh, It was all written by Scott Olson. So in November of 2021. The Wall Street Journal posted a massive expose. About the one and only Bobby Kotick. And... Holy shit. So this is, yeah, The Verge's reporting on it because Wall Street Journal charges, and I'm not paying a money to read a <laughs> two-year-old article. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wall Street Journal. But anyway, despite telling directors and other executives... He wasn't aware of the many allegations of misconduct. Kodik received an email in July 2018 from an attorney threatening legal action and alleging her client, a former Activision employee, was raped in 2016 and 2017 by a male supervisor Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday, citing the email and unnamed sources familiar with the matter according to the alleged email the female employee reported the incidents to human resources department and other supervisors who ultimately took no action in another instance Dan Bunting, the head of Activision-owned studio Treyarch, was accused of harassing a female employee, and Activision's HR department recommended that he be let go. Instead, Kotick stepped in, and Bunting Bunting was given counselling and allowed to remain at the company, according to the report. After Activision was asked about the incident by the journal, Bunting left Treyarch. In 2006, one of his assistants complained that he had harassed her, including by threatening in a voicemail to have her killed, according to people familiar with the matter. He settled the matter out of court, the people said. In 2007, he was sued by the flight attendant on a private jet he co-owned. The flight attendant claimed the plane's pilot had sexually harassed her, and after she complained to the other owner, Mr. Kotick, Fired her. The defendants denied the allegations in a separate action related to legal fees in the case. An arbiter, citing what he said was sworn testimony, wrote that Mr. Kotick told the flight attendant and her attorneys, I'm going to destroy you. A spokesman for Mr. Kotick denied that he said that. In 2008, they settled by paying the attendant $200,000 according to the arbitrator's decision. A spokesman for Mr. Kotick said he couldn't have fired her in retaliation for complaining because she never complained directly to him. Oh my god, I'm only halfway through all the... It it, (laughs) is Already just halfway through this bullshit. He just seems like a villain from, like, a, a, a kid's film, you know, like an evil executive trying to stop Christmas or something like that. But just...
1: This guy's real. Yeah. <laughs> He's just such a real-life villain.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, big time. Oh, oh, oh. dearie me, So, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Wall Street Journal also reports that Kotick himself... Insane was the one who drafted the widely criticized letter that was supposedly written by Activision Blizzard executive Francis Townsend. Townsend, a woman, was publicly shamed and saw calls for a, a resignation. So that letter that I read to you before that was incredibly tone-deaf and from the, the desk of Francis Townsend wasn't even written by her. He wrote it and signed her name to it and made her put it out. And then, holy shit, so... Yeah, Continuing, in another letter shortly after, shared uh, shared publicly shortly after, Kotick apologized for the Townsend letter, saying our initial response to the issues we faced together and to your concerns were quite frankly tone deaf. Apparently he didn't see fit to mention he drafted it in the first place. Another shocking revelation from the new Wall Street Journal report is about Jen O'Neill, who stepped down as co-leader of Blizzard three months after taking the role. She was appointed co-head of the studio in August alongside former Xbox executive Mike Yubara, after previous Blizzard president J. Allen Brack left the company, or more so was forced to stand down by the sounds of it. According to the Wall Street Journal, just one month after being appointed, O'Neill wrote an email to the company's legal team saying that she had been sexually harassed while working at Activision Blizzard, that she was being <sighs> paid less than Wybara, and that she wanted to resign. I've been tokenalized, marginalized, and discriminated against, O'Neill wrote, according to the Wall Street Journal. Ugh. That's it for the Kotick stuff and that, that that's it for Ugh. all of the Activision Blizzard stuff. But yeah, I want to focus on Bobby Kotick for now because, as you know, the entire time throughout every single one of these stories, he was the CEO of Activision Blizzard. He has been running the company pretty much since its inception. He took over as CEO not too long after. And all of this stuff... All of this stuff happened under his watch. And according to the Wall Street Journal's reporting, it wasn't like he was just an idiot and was completely oblivious to it. He Not only did he know about it, but in certain cases, he stepped in to help abusers be able to stay at the company. He literally Mm. stepped in and gave someone counselling. And then when that came to light, then they forced him to leave. Holy fucking shit. Aaron, Bobby, Kotick. Do you want to get a beer with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> Throw me
2: to the wolves again. I love it. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what's a trap. know, <laughs> right? To anyone who doesn't know me, they must be like, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, no, I don't want to get a fucking beer with him. <laughs> 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 He—he's he, he, uh, an absolute monster of a human being, like an absolute yeah. piece of shit. I am. It, you know, hearing this stuff, I'm going to try to put some uh, a, a better light on this. Hearing this stuff makes me so happy. He's on his way out. Like honestly, mm. like I—I I, I could not be happier after hearing all this again. That this guy is no longer going to be in that position. And, and we're not going to have to hear about this. And better yet, the, 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 the employees of Activision Blizzard are not going to have to deal with like a leadership team like this at the top. I'm also going to say that I worked for Microsoft once upon a time. They have extensive, extensive terms and conditions and extensive uh, human resources, uh, practices, policies that you must adhere to that are extremely lengthy. And they make sure that they show you all the time, like, this is not acceptable, code of conduct this, code of conduct that. Like, I am so happy that that big corporation with those policies and procedures are now going to be coming in here and going, this is how it is under leadership of Microsoft kind of thing. If anything like this breaches that, there'll be serious consequences. Because it sounds to me like there was no serious consequences uh, prior to... Mm them not being acquired. It sounded like it was absolutely the Wild West. What you're talking about, Zach, is what it was like when video game companies were first incepted. Like, back in the 70s, when Atari first spun up, this is the kind of shit that was going on then, at the time. It was a frat house. It was like, we're creating games, but we're all just about, you know, abusing people and sexually harassing people and just you know, an absolute frat house. Now, I don't know if Bobby Kotek still is in that mind frame, like that, you know, at heart, it's still an, uh, an early company like it was back in the 70s. The reality is it isn't, and the world has changed, and this kind of shit is no longer acceptable in any workplace whatsoever. So mm. to me, I just feel so angry to know that, you know, that kind of structure was in place for so long, but I'm also feeling a little relieved that, they're finally someone's finally coming in to weed like pull up the weeds in that company kind of thing, and if that doesn't happen, then I will be just as furious and pissed off at Microsoft that I am at Activision Blizzard for allowing it to continue for as long as it did
0: yeah look i th- I think you make a good point there as far as I can see. You know, I've, I've heard of stories about, you know, management issues at Microsoft as far as, you know, creative directions to take games and things like that or, you know, th- those kinds of decisions. But so far, I haven't heard any stories of abuse come out of Microsoft-owned studios. So, I think, yeah, you're, you're, you're right to say that. It does give me some kind of hope that maybe things will improve over at Activision Blizzard under Microsoft. I, I really do hope that's the case. And yeah, if anything, if there is anything good to come out of this deal, it is good that Bobby Kotick is going to be gone. It sucks that doing it, they're giving him a golden parachute. You know, he's getting to leave. He's oh, yeah gets to wipe his hands of all this shit. He's not going to face any kind of repercussions for overseeing all this shit for a long time in fact he's getting very handsomely rewarded for it uh i feel bad for whoever is the works under him at whatever company he works in next i hope maybe he will just retire and just go f- float away on his in, in his golden parachute yeah, but i guess that kind of remains to be seen but at the very least yeah he's not going to be there anymore that can only be a good thing
1: mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely Yeah, um, (laughs) fucking Bobby Kotick, get this cunt away from me. (laughs) Oh my, I fucking, I, oh, the vitriol I have for this man. I fucking hate him. (laughs) He, as you said, Zach, earlier, it's, he's, you can't even give him the defense of, Oh, he didn't know what was going on, which is not a good defense. That it means that means you're an incompetent leader. You 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 fucked up and didn't pay attention. Mm. But at least it's like, well, he wasn't aware. It's like this is like, no, he's seemingly aware, and I don't know if okay with it is correct, but he's definitely not doing anything about it. He's just letting it continue. He's as you said, he's keeping people in the fucking company who are doing this shit. And- yeah,
0: well yeah, there was there was that one oh. case of uh who was the executive, it was Dan Bunting, where they were going yeah, to Bunting. fire him for harassing a female employee, but he stepped in mm. to stop that from yeah. happening and allowed Bunting to remain at the company. So not only did he know about it, he actually actively helped harassers stay at the company in at yeah. least this one case. <laughs>
1: Exactly, he's he's actively helping these <laughs> these sh- or other shitty fucking people mm. stay in the company. It's yeah. ah again, it's infuriating mm. to just hear about it. And yeah, like I'm glad he's leaving. Again, get the cunt out, get him the fuck away from everything. Hope he never touches a business again in his life. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the golden parachute of it all—the fact that yeah, he will probably never see any actual punishment for all the things that he's done and all the things that he's let other people get away with it, it du do- it's just fucking aggravating as well as uh just uh, the, yeah the only hope is that he never gets his grubby fucking hands on another company or anything ever again cuz mm. i oh god my god remember.
0: and yeah just just to call out again what a cartoonish villain he appears to be according to this wall street journal article like the whole threatening to have an assistant killed. There was an actual voicemail of that. That's fucking wild. Um, mm. And yeah, the whole firing that uh, the the flight attendant who was harassed. Look, you know, I- I'm guessing you didn't admit to any wrongdoing when they paid out the 200000 But you don't pay $200,000 to somebody if you were... Correct in how you decided to go about firing them. And once again, Mm. that was in defense of someone who was harassing this poor, poor flight attendant. It's just some crazy fucking villain shit that is just absolute insanity. Not to me, like, I I can't help but just hear this shit and think, how is this person not a complete sociopath or psychopath? Mm. To sign your, to write out a letter to your employees, a tone-deaf letter kind of excusing what you've been doing and denying the horrible reality that your employees are living under, forcing one of your managers to sign their name to it, then throwing them under the bus by saying that that was tone-deaf merely a week later and apologizing for a mistake that you made but not mentioning it. Like, it's just so many levels of deceit going on here uh holy fucking shit it it makes me at least a little bit happy to know that apparently he's had a a hard time in his dating life because people will google him and find not very nice things which yeah (laughs) very well deserved my friend um he's like on the list of the highest paid ceos in all of america And um, bear that in mind when you think back to that story we talked about earlier that there's employees Mm -hmm. working for Blizzard who had to skip meals in order to pay rent. That's the reality of a company run by this man and we can only hope that it doesn't ever happen again. And we can only hope, as you mentioned, Aaron, that this ABK deal, you know, my problems I have aside with it, my only hope is that things do get better over at ABK. But look, there's actually more stuff That we could have gone into in this episode. There is more stuff out there that Activision Blizzard's done, but this is the stuff that I found the most interesting. I wanted to talk about, and I, I'm pretty happy with it. I feel like we've done a pretty, (laughs) there's been a pretty comprehensive uh, look at all the fucked up shit that Activision Blizzard has done over the years. Um, I don't know. Do we have any sort of closing comments for this one, fellas? We'll start with you, Aaron.
2: Uh, yeah, look, it's like I said to you guys earlier, it's kind of unfortunate that this is the way of the world, that this stuff exists, you know, and, and to hear that it exists to the, the, the extent that we just covered here, uh, in, in a, in a, in an industry that I love so much, like video games is just heartbreaking kind of thing. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm only hoping now that Microsoft come in and sort out, pull out the weeds, in here, and not just Bobby Kotek, like you mentioned, like extensively have a look at, you know, what's been happening and who needs to go, kind of thing. Um, I do have faith in them, uh, you know. Not, I don't have faith in them giving me Banjo Kazooie three, but I do have faith in them <laughs> uh, looking at employees' uh, well being and and terms and practices because I've seen it for myself. So I'm hoping that moving forward, Activision Blizzard has a massive revival and complete turnaround. I'm so sorry for everyone who went through everything they went through there. It's like words can't explain to me how uh, upsetting and heartbreaking and also the anger I feel there. Um, it's just shocking. And I'm glad too, Zach, that you are doing these podcasts, uh, this this bonus episode, because I feel like this does need to be brought to light. I feel like a lot of people need to know you know what's going on out there and that this is actually really happening in a space that they enjoy, such as video games. Mm. So, yeah, no, good on you for um, coming up with this initiative here to do these episodes. And, yeah, you covered it very well. It's just, you know, it's a shame that it's a shit topic
0: kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're never fun things to talk about and it's never an enjoyable time. When we get into this stuff on the regular news episodes of News to Reviews. But as you mentioned, Aaron, it's this is the industry we love. And I think it's important to know how the sausage is made because how else are things going to improve? And yeah, I think, yeah, these, these bonus episodes will just be a good comprehensive place where you can see oh shit, <laughs> this is how I get my games to me at some point. It doesn't feel great to know, but I think, yeah, you're right. It is absolutely... Uh, important to know. Hey, at least we have some of those fun ones where they just do those marketing blunders. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <I've> got <laughs> at, at least those are fun up. to yep. laugh at and have a good time with. Um, <laughs> yeah, Unlike the miserable yeah. ones that we've uh, ended the episode with. Uh, Anthony, any closing comments?
1: Uh, yeah, just following again off what Aaron said, obviously my heart goes out to all the people who've endured this... Um, in Activision Blizzard and my only hope is yes things do get better not only just from the Xbox side of things but just in general like they bring on people who can actually you know make the make the workplace feel safer make it a better workplace for like everyone not just women but everyone mm. so that people feel comfortable being who they are doing the work they're doing and are able to enjoy the life and live a good life from you know making people happy with video games because that's another thing is like video games are for our enjoyment at the end of the day and if the people who are making that aren't enjoying themselves or enjoying their lives because of a shitty fucking workplace or a shitty fucking person like bobby running the business the way he does and it all trickles down throughout and makes it this way that's not great like we want The people who give us something that we cherish and we love to also be loving and cherishing the time that they put into it so i guess my only hope is yeah things get better my heart goes uh, again my heart goes out to all the people who've already experienced these awful awful things and just yeah i I just really do hope things get better for everyone involved because that's that's what i want is i want a better workplace for the workers and for all the yeah, as uh, Aaron said, the weeds to be pulled out and just better things to grow from them.
0: Yeah, it would be really nice to enjoy some of these AAA video games without a feeling of <laughs> guilt attached to <laughs> purchasing some mm. of the, some of these games. Like I, I, for years now, before I even started the podcast, I, I have boycotted Activision Blizzard Um maybe hopefully now in the future I, I might be able to end this boycott if we hear that things are improving over there and they start making better decisions as a, a company as a whole. I guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah well said by both you at the end there there really isn't much at all that I can add other than thanks for being here for this miserable roller coaster of an episode <laughs> um <laughs> yeah like despite the horrible topics that we did get into at the end there um i think as you mentioned aaron important episode but you know at least at the start it was also a lot of fun (laughs) aaron Yeah. yeah thank you so much for joining me on this miserable roller coaster <laughs> yeah,
2: no, thank you for that, Zach. And uh yeah, no, thanks for uh yeah, throwing me to the wolves every now and then there as well. That was uh an interesting one to come out of, but uh no, nah, it's good. I love it. I love being on this podcast, I love the topics, uh obviously not this one as much, but I do love that we all feel the same way. So uh, yeah,
0: yeah. don't you. worry, one day you'll get to sit down and have a beer with Bobby Kotick and <laughs> as I smash it on his <laughs> head and stab him repeatedly. I was about to say, just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Crack it on him. Yep. <laughs> oh, Deary me. Oh. Uh in Minecraft, that was a joke satire. Yeah. <laughs> uh Anthony. Oh, and dear. yeah, thank you for joining us on this wild ride as well.
1: Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh it's yeah, it's again it's a difficult topic sometimes to talk about, but it's a topic worth talking about and It's just, yeah, I hope, you know, more people realize this and we can all grow and improve. That's the main thing. Oh, I I do like discussing these things in the sense
0: that I like it to be spread.
1: (laughs) I like the news to be spread. Well, look. Yeah, educational purposes. (laughs) I
0: I have a way for people to grow and improve, and that's by checking out your wonderful podcast, Anthony. What do you think about this? Where can the people find it? Once again, you can find us where all the good podcasts are sold
1: on your Spotify, your Apple, your Amazon. You can also hit us up on Twitter at W-D-Y-T-A-T-Pod. Uh, just, you know, talk to us if you want to appear on our episode, if you want us to appear on an episode of yours, or if you just want to talk to us. We're always there for a chat. Oh,
0: yes, you'll find all of Anthony's lovely links in the description of the podcast down below. And if you enjoy news to reviews, or if you particularly enjoyed... This Worst Gaming Company's special episode of News to Reviews, where the, the spotlight was on Activision Blizzard. Uh, please leave us a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to the episode. It is the easiest way you can help us out. And uh, on Spotify, let us know uh, You know that we can post questions in Spotify on the episode. Let us know what you think the Worst Video Game Company is. I am very curious to hear people's opinions on that. And lads, I'm going to steal the final words of wisdom and just say, fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah. And take care of yourselves (laughs) and take care of one another.
2: It would take a lot for me to get into a William H. Macy show or movie (laughs) after his performance in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, I haven't seen that for years. You're not a fan of him? Uh, I love Jurassic Park up to that point like one and two were just incredible they were pretty much one of my favourite films and then three when they put they just it was written poorly it's not William H. Macy's fault yeah 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 like even Tay Leone's role was shit too kind of thing but it was just written so poorly like the dinosaur says Alan for fuck's sakes like it was just so shit (laughs) what? do you remember on the plane when he falls asleep
1: it's, it's, it's a meme I love it yeah (laughs) <laughs> that. That? oh yeah he was dreaming right yeah 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 you just have sam neill go yeah, on the place it's just alan, <laughs> alan. Oh, <love> it. <laughs> you, you actually sound exactly like the raptor too it's funny alan, alan. <laughs> the key is it's just like it's all it's, you stuff up the thing it's just
0: Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs>
2: God. like after that i'm like okay well it looks like i'm done with everything william h macy and Taylor leone from here on out <laughs> but it's not their fault it's the writers yeah yeah No, i
0: remember him it was in like boogie nights he was a great character in boogie nights and he, he like he's a he's playing an awful character in uh shameless but damn he plays it really well he's like he's easily the best actor on the show he's a freak one of the good ones that he did, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a Ben Stiller
2: movie called Mystery Men.
0: He uh, was yes.
2: um, one of yeah, he was one of the heroes in Mystery Men, the <laughs> Shoveler. It is fantastic, Mystery Men. Like uh, go watch that.
0: I saw it years ago. I remember there was a guy who used cutlery and various yeah other... forks, yeah, the yeah. spleen. Forks. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Oh, jeez.